what up? You probably saw him on Last Chance U seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion. Fucking slap dicks. Fucking slap Down the brass tags, question the ass, was deep as trash. All in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her. So she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody gonna say shit about JB. I've got a on my shoulder. Trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here for the Coach JB Show with Sarah Blake. Mine is Sarah Blake. She's defending her life right now uh, out in Tampa Bay. Uh, dealing with the uh, hurricane... Um, Ira or Ina or who, whatever the fuck name we decided to name it. That is what uh, Hurricane's going on right now. Uh, she sent a video for us, so she's actually doing some live broadcasting during the show. We're going to break that down. All things football with my boy Matt McChesney. He's going to join us, and we're going to get into all things real. Quote of the day, get you guys started before I uh, give you that. BetOnline.ag is the proud sponsor of this episode. Make sure you head on over to betonline.ag, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, and uh, get you 50% off um, welcome bonus. So you get 50% off welcome bonus, and uh, all things football. Tomorrow, Thursday night football, we got this weekend's football, college and pro, and you have all things to bet on in baseball. It's still swing, full swing ahead, so playoffs are here, the Dodgers, Yankees, uh, Astros all sealed the uh, first number one seeds in the Major League Baseball playoffs. I haven't watched one game of baseball all year long. I will not watch a baseball game until the Dodgers go to the World Series. So fuck baseball and all them prima donna fucks that are overpaid as shit who some sit in the outfield and never even fucking move. But we're paying them $200 million. Hey, go figure though. That's why I'm right here doing a show. That's why them motherfuckers got a fucking mouthful of dip in making $250 million and don't even catch a fly ball. But, hey, it is what it is, right? Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I'm on IG Live as well. Shout out to everybody on IG Live. Come on over to YouTube. We're giving away some free giveaways today, uh, some merch. I'll be having a trivia question today. Uh, it is actually basketball-related. So come on over. And uh, we also are giving away a free bikini signed by the great Sarah Blake if you guys buy a can of dips uh, cbd.com canadips cbd.com go get you some use the promo code coach jb and if you buy one send me a dm or an email and show me the receipt and we will enter you 
uh, into the prize uh, and the award sweepstakes. So make sure you do that. Head on over to CoachJBStore.com. We got fly merch, bottles of whiskey, and all my books and posters signed. If you want to get one personalized, go on over to CoachJBStore.com and get you some merch. The merch is always updated every single day. So head on over there. Uh, Give you the quote of the day real quick. Um, If you guys don't know and you were in the morning show, here's the quote. If you want to make your dreams come true, the first thing you have to do is wake the fuck up. That is what it is. Some of you fuckers think that shit is supposed to be handed to you and you're going to just dream it overnight and it's gonna, you're going to wake up to the fairy godmother of fucking money. How about we wake up first and that makes us uh, on our first step to, become, to figuring out your dreams. You know what the second step is? Make your fucking bed. How about you make your bed? So the first thing... If you want to really make your dreams come true, is to wake the fuck up. My boy Matt McChesney I'm bringing in right now is up at 4 a.m. every day. So am I. Guess what? I drink till 4 a.m. and have it do a show at 6 a.m. Work hard, play hard. You fucking soft millennial fucks are too goddamn soft to realize that you have to fucking actually wake up first. Now, if you don't wake up and you're making millions of dollars, kudos to you, dog. I clap it up for you. Clap it up. Um, shout out to you. But the majority of the world, this just isn't it. So wake your ass up, make your bed, and uh, start the day off right. Um, half you don't brush your teeth any fucking way, so I'll, I bet you only all you do is piss, and then you go right back to bed or you go about your business. So brush your teeth, wash your ass. I will give you a whole chronological order on how you should do it. Wake the fuck up, make your bed, go piss, brush your teeth, wash your ass, and then fucking maybe figure out life. But half you probably don't do that shit, so it is what it is. Uh, appreciate everybody joining in already. Um, it's a great day to have a great fucking day. Let me, without further ado, let me get my main man Matt McChesney in real quick here. Matt, what up? You're killing me today, dog. <laughs> oh my bad, dog. I, you know, I, it is a great day to have a great fucking day. I'll tell you. Hey, it is, man. You know what? The uh, yesterday's morning show, we had like 500 people live, man. That was a record for us. So we're, the show's growing. Um, It'd be great, man, to do a segment. If I can get you on in the mornings, man, that'd be huge. We could do a fucking morning show together and talk. I'm up at 4 a.m. every day. I was in there breaking down film with a couple of kids from Texas this morning. Uh, A guard at Central Arkansas that got into the program last night. So, you know, we're they're up at 6.30 a.m. there. They think that's early. We're up at 4, 4 o'clock in Denver grinding. So, hey, so yeah, 4 man, o'clock your on the time is, show and fucking rock it. What is it? 4 o'clock your time, 3 a.m. my time then. Yep. So you're, you're probably drinking that last bit of yak, last bit <laughs> yeah. of stick yeah. before you go to the fucking crib. Fucking and right. I'm waking up fucking doing push-ups and shit. Fucking right. You already know my whole routine, dog. I fucking drink it up, drink it till I sleep, get up at fucking like four, do a couple push-ups, fucking let's roll. Talk some shit. Yeah, fuck it. Um, talk some shit. Talk it's, some it's shit. It's fucking five o'clock somewhere after the show. We're rolling. Fucking right. Europe somewhere. I don't know. Um, speaking of Europe, are you a fan of the fucking NFL games being played in London and and, and, and and how many we're playing over there now? Like, I'm just confused as to why we're fucking our own players and franchises over. Um, I saw an interesting stat I want to show you. The Seattle Seahawks travel this year something like 38,000 miles, and the, and the Steelers travel a total of 6,000 miles. How... To me, that is a very, very uh, uneven 
unequitable deal that Roger Goodell needs to figure out. I don't know why that is, but Seattle goes to Europe like twice or some shit. I, I'm just figuring. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm not a proponent, but uh, you played in the NFL a lot longer than me. What What do you think? I, look, I played in NFL Europe too, so I. Me too. I have a little bit different perspective. I played in the last. I was allocated by the Jets after my second season uh, when I got moved to guard from defensive <laughs> line to go play in Frankfurt, and I played for the Frankfurt Galaxy. And um, what year were you there? I was in Amsterdam. Oh no! Should that year you were in 08? No, oh fuck no! You're young. God damn! I was there 03. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 40, dog. God like, damn! I was there 03, dog. Fucking, I'm like fuck. Yeah, so 03, I was still in college, but. So I, I played there, and I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Frankfurt sold out the stadium every week. They were fucking rampant fans. They loved that shit. Um, that said, we, we were in Frankfurt the whole time. The whole league was in Germany. The, the Germans loved the football. They fucking loved it. I love Germany. I'm not going to lie. That place fucking rocked. I had an awesome time. I was there. Awesome time. I had an awesome time. Um, I the the London game is I don't have a problem with it, man. I mean, look, if you don't want to fly thirty eight thousand miles, don't put a franchise in fucking Seattle. I mean, I, I don't really know the answer to that question either. You know, the the league is spread out. That's what makes it so great. Is from sea to shining sea. We've got football on twenty four seven during football season. Um, the the miles traveled, you know, it kind of is what it is. I would hope that the airlines and the chartered flights are fucking nicer than when I played. If I'm look the, the 14 hour flight to Europe to go play a goddamn football game would be a lot easier. If I have a first class seat and you know, a fucking a, a drink and a TV, you know, I mean, fuck man. So that would be a lot nicer than economy for a big old lineman, but it, it depends on your, on your franchise there. Look, the, the Europeans like it. I like the game in uh, in Munich. I think it's going to be fucking sold out to the brim, knowing the Germans. Um, I mean, the, the you, you know this being in NFL Europe, but, like, I played in some pretty fucking cool venues in, in the States, right? It, Texas A&M is awesome. The, the fucking NFL venues, there's not one of them that's not kick-ass. All of them are unique in their own way. Every stadium is pretty cool. I got to play in a lot of the old school stadiums, the old Mile High, the old Candlestick, the old 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 Texas Stadium where, where the Cowboys used to play with the archway that was open so God could watch them. That's all cool. But when I got to go play in Berlin in the Olympic Stadium where the where Jesse Owens pretty much told Hitler to go fuck himself, you know, it, back in the day and like the, I'm a history major, and like I, I love that shit. I'll watch the history. I'll, I will smoke a stick and fucking watch the History Channel all fucking day if you let me. And to sit there in that stadium and then play a football game in it with thirty five thousand screaming fucking fans, that shit was nuts. So I would hope that the players go over there and soak up some of the history on top of going to play football. But you know, it'll probably just be a wham bam, thank you, man, football game, and get out. It, the the money making aspect of it is necessary. I mean, the NFL is a money making machine. My question back to you is: Are they ever going to be able to put teams in London and Frankfurt and then play American teams? I don't. I don't think they could. I don't think that would work. I don't either. 
And I don't. That's what I guess they're trying to evolve to get Europe to buy in and all this shit. But I'm like, who's gonna fucking want to take that flight every? Who, who's gonna take that flight from L.A. or fuck? I mean, well, you gotta go to New York. To like you gotta go to London. Week. You gotta go fucking that way. Like you're not gonna go yeah, the other the way. So I mean, like the flight behind every single team that goes to Europe, and that's gonna be a scheduling fucking nightmare. On top of the fact that, with like, are you gonna move franchises? Are you gonna give Jacksonville and Carolina franchises just to uproot them and move them to fucking London and Frankfurt? I mean, I'm sorry, but I'd rather the Americans enjoy American football than just ship it overseas. I, we're already shipping jobs overseas. We don't need to ship the football too. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. This shit's gonna be crazy. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I want to share something with you. Uh, our, 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 our beautiful co-host Sarah is not here today. She's dealing with this um, deal, but she wanted me to show this with me and Matt because she would normally be on the show. So let's take a look at this live video up feed that Sarah's just sent I'm us. Here in Tampa, it's Sarah Blake. I'm reporting to you live. We've got debris. We've got stronger winds. We've got ourselves a hurricane. But let me tell you something. We also got ourselves a hurricane party. Rain is starting to fall harder. It's hurting the girls, but you know what? I paid $20,000 for these, so they'll be okay. And they are insured. But nonetheless, Hurricane Ian is about to hit. It's about five hours out. Woo. It is nasty out here. Make sure you guys are safe. We are having fun. I will keep you updated. What a fucking trooper, bro. Hey, that's a hell of a commercial. Dog. What is she doing? Why didn't she evacuate? That's a hell of a commercial. She said, uh, she said, fuck boarding up her windows. Insurance don't cover that shit. <laughs> so I'm like, She's fuck. She's trying to get some new shit. Hey, Thank hell you, yeah. She wants a new shit. New I'm windows. like, fuck it. Hey, at least new she said. fucking carpet. Hey, she said her titties new cost 20 grand. And they're insured. So fuck it. Um. <laughs> Is what you, it would is. Would you evacuate? Like, I, I live in Denver. Like, all we're going to get is a wildfire, and that shit ain't, like, I would evacuate if there was a fucking fire. But I, if I was in Florida, I don't, I'd probably evacuate, bro. I can't, I don't swim very well. I have my sinker, so. Yeah. And I got bad luck, too. I'm not trying to get hit by lightning or nothing. Fuck that. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot going on there. We got to deal with earthquakes. I'd rather deal with an earthquake any day than a fucking hurricane or a tornado. I don't hurricane. know why I'm so different on that. I've oh, been in man. those... Why, like if you if you live in Tornado Alley, why the fuck would you go rebuild in Tornado Alley after you just got ran through in Tornado Alley? Uh, why they, they don't leave? I don't I don't get it. I've seen the damage when that you were that shit when does. you lived in Kansas. How many fucking tornado scares did you have? Oh, I been I was in one. I was in one. Uh, I was actually recruiting on another one and had to get under the freeway uh, overpass. Uh, that's did where they say you, the you fuck go. Out? Well, you, you were sitting there freaked out, weren't you? Hey, when I was in college. I think like the second largest ever to hit Kansas was uh, when I was in college out in Hayes, Kansas. And we ended up going to help a town like two towns over. Um, Hoisington, Kansas got absolutely fucking destroyed. And I saw a two-story house, Matt, never forget it in my life. A two-story house literally was taken out of the ground, even the basement, where they say is the safest thing. They took the basement out. All you saw was pipes coming out of the dirt, and it was actually clean as fuck, like somebody just swept it out. There was not anything in this perfectly square, humongous square, and it took the whole fuck fucking that. house. And I said, "Yeah, fuck this. And you don't want to have a deal right. with an earthquake? I'll deal with an earthquake all fucking day long. 
I'm like, you got to be out your fucking mind. Um, having yeah, said that, I'm glad I live where I live. There's no natural disasters here, thank God. Yeah, I mean, you might have an avalanche. Fuck it. Um, and I don't live in the fucking mountains. There ain't no avalanches on the street, dog. <laughs> um, hey, the 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 Bucks and the Chiefs. Uh, let me, me and Matt. Matt's gonna join me here for the first hour, so we might as well get into this whole show just as if he's he's the the co-host. That's what he is. We're gonna we're Let's gonna break do it, this baby. down. I got to break this. Uh, me and Matt will never do this, by the way. But welcome to Foreplay with Matt McChesney. Um, yes, yes, yes. We're, we're here. Um, Two we're, in the pink. One in the uh, what? Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> hey, I asked. I, I, ah, man, I, I don't want to get off track here. But I was talking to a buddy of mine last night, man. And he was like, uh, we were talking to two girls and two guys. We were like, hey, wait, wait, wait. And uh, they were like, so do you, eat, do, you, do you eat pussy? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, okay. Yeah. And he, she goes, uh, do you lick ass? And he said, this guy's 50 years old. He goes, well, if you, uh, if you eat the pie, you got to eat the crust too. And I said, god <laughs> damn. I said, fuck, homie. You got to be shitting me. Um, I'm telling you, though, let's look. Let's say you're going on a hookup. You get back to the house. You've been at the club bouncing ass for three hours. It's a little sweaty, you know. It's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little salty down there. You gotta fucking prepare yourself for that. But if you go in late night, you got one eye open, looking at the mirror, asking yourself, "Are you really gonna fucking do this?" And then you look down, and there's like the baby wipes or the dude wipes or whatever the fuck, and you know, then that's like a green light because you're like, "Fuck, look, ultra clean, right?" Well, is that just the lineman in me? Yeah, it might be the lineman in you, dog. I don't know. I, I mean, mean, the quarterbacks don't roll like that? No? Fuck. Yeah, nah. You know, every fat, big fat dude I know carries dude wipes. Kudos to you. Bro, dog, if I didn't have dude wipes in my life, my life would suck, okay? Do you understand? Like, look, dude, being a 320-pound man, it's there, there's, there's some length sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to walk around with no crusty ass. The dude that invented dude wipes is a fucking genius. Because I used to have to, like, back in the day, <laughs> I remember when I was a rookie with the Jets, my boy Damian Woody. I loved Damian Woody for the rest of my life, bro. He was such a great vet. I sat right next to him in the locker room. And he used to always come in and, like, he would bring this huge fucking thing of baby wipes. And back in the day, there were no dude wipes. You had to go, like, buy baby wipes. And be like, Wood, why the fuck do you use these? And he just reached in one day and handed me about this much of them. He was like, just don't knock till you try it, dog. And I was like, okay. And a, a week later, I'm at fucking Walgreens trying to fucking, like, buy baby wipes, 23 years old and shit. Chick's looking at me like, you, you have kids? And I'm like, no. And she's like, why do you need baby wipes? And I'm like, you want me to get into this shit in the Walgreens line? Hey, dog, I'll <laughs> be honest. Do you think I, don't, I need them? Hey, I only fuck with wipes. You, If you don't look, let everybody out there judging in crusty ass land where you live, if you don't use wipes, you're just, you're nasty as fuck, dog. I don't want to shake your hand because I know you've been digging in your own ass all day because your fucking butthole's fucking super dehydrated, bro. Go get some dude wipes. I don't even fucking have a sponsorship with them, but I should. <laughs> hey, I need to hit up dude wipes, matter of fact. Um, yeah, for real. I'll be wearing that fucking hat all day that says dude on it. Like, yeah, big shitter over here. All right, so this hurricane, uh, Ian has moved to category three, headed to four. 
Uh, Bucks-Chiefs game. Dog. If it hits, the Bucks and the Chiefs are going to play in Minnesota. Please tell me why that is. But I, why don't they just have a – why don't they play in Kansas City and then flip a fucking home game for Tampa? That, I, why go to Minnesota and play in front of – like, okay, if they're going to Minnesota, is the game free? I, I don't understand. Like, what if the you're fuck? in Minnesota, can you just go show up and go to the – how do you get a ticket to that game? Because if I'm a Viking fan and the fucking Chiefs and the Bucks are going to play in Minnesota – that might as well be the fucking Super Bowl back in Minnesota, that, that's dog. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand like, why that's Minnesota. That's a fucking hell of a game. I went to the Super Bowl where the, the Eagles beat the the uh, Patriots. I was on Radio Row all week. It was fucking dope as fuck. That stadium is so fucking dope. Minnesota was sucked. It was four fucking degrees the whole time. But right now it's not four degrees there. Now you get to go see Tampa and Kansas City in Minnesota, dog. I might jump on a motherfucking Frontier flight and fly my ass to Minneapolis to go see the game. And I'm, I'm curious. Did we just flip a coin and say, oh, Minnesota, you win? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, is- Minnesota gets it. Why can't they come to Denver and fucking play? I, I don't understand why they wouldn't go back to Kansas Vegas. City and just play at home. But And there's the other thing. Why not just let Kansas City go back home and play? Exactly. Maybe, maybe there's scheduling the contractual obligations. Soccer, maybe. Kansas City soccer plays there, maybe. I don't know. I don't I don't think anybody else plays at Arrowhead. I think they're soccer. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe That's a good the, question. But look, yeah. I'll tell you this. People in Minnesota, dog. The game is right now. I don't know who the fucking Vikings are playing. Don't care. The game is down the street this weekend. I mean, Kansas City and Tampa are playing. Might as well be the fucking Super Bowl. That easily could be the Super Bowl this year. Hey, how about Bosa having surgery going on IR? Is the Chargers season over? Look, I, I said this at the beginning of the of the year. I've been talking about it forever. The Chargers, unfortunately, Charger every year. They find a way to Charger. And I I I was looking at this team preseason and I'm like I'm playing my kids in Madden and shit, and I'm like, I'm being the fucking Chargers. They're loaded. And they, they're they great on the video game, but Slater's out. Bosa's out. Mac's going to have to do it by himself. J.C. Jackson hasn't played a bunch, if any. He's been out. Keenan Allen's out. Herbert's got broken rib cartilage. And talk to the quarterback on the show. Throwing the ball down the field with rib cartilage issues is kind of inhibiting. Like, it's not good. Plus all the other secondary injuries they have. So, I don't know, man. Let's talk about, like, premier teams in National Football League history that lose an all-pro left tackle, an all-pro pass rusher, a banged-up quarterback, their number one receiver, their number one corner, and then they go and achieve all their goals. That's a really fucking short list of zero. Let me ask you this. So, yeah, they're fucked. The season's over, bro. Unless they can get everybody back quick, it's done. Because they're, like the Raiders... If the Raiders fall to 0-4 this weekend, they are proper fucked, Tommy. They are done. Cook them. Uh, I've said it all along. I've, I, You know me. I've already called that. They're, they're horrible. Derek Carr is absolutely fucking horrible, but nobody believed me. Look, I, I played for McDaniels, dog, and I think it's more of a McDaniels thing than a Carr thing. But I think the hiring of McDaniels, I wouldn't be surprised if McDaniels is fired after a year and they get rid of Carr and it sets the franchise back as long as it set Denver back. I was here when when McDaniels got the job in Denver, I was on the roster and I went through training camp with him and broke my leg the last day of training camp and had the IR, but I was there the whole year he was there. We started 6-0, it was great, yada, yada, yada. 
But you could see the writing on the wall. He walked in and got rid of Jay Cutler. He got rid of Brandon Marshall. He went and got rid of a bunch of the defensive veterans. He treated Champ Bailey like he was just some guy on the team. I remember he he got we we got done running the conditioning test, and Champ was like in year twelve or some shit. And honestly, as a veteran, I don't really give a fuck if Champ Bailey passes the conditioning test or not. His fucking name is Champ Bailey. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't need to see him run a 300-yard shuttle to get him into camp. And so Champ ran his first shuttle, and his hamstring tightened up on him really bad, and McDaniels, like, ostracized him in front of the whole fucking team, and he made him run another one, and he, like, tweaked his hamstring and missed two weeks of camp and had a, had a, a, a subpar year to Champ standards, and McDaniels, like, turned it on him like he came into camp out of shape and shit. Nah, motherfucker, you got him running, like, 900-yard shuttles and shit, the day after we get here, like the writing's on the wall on why you're a bad coach. And this year, the, like the first week of training camp, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a, a clip of one of the defensive ends for the Raiders, like kind of got in Carr's face. Didn't touch him or hit him, but got in his face. McDaniels freaked out, threw his shit, threw his whistle, motherfucked him, blah, 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 blah. And look, I don't have a problem with all that. I have a problem with McDaniels because McDaniels, has a massive Napoleon complex, and everyone in the NFL knows it. He wants to be baby Bill, and he's trying to be Belichick and, and with the Raiders again, and that shit ain't going to work. We talked about this like two weeks ago, fucking Belichick assistants. Name me a Belichick assistant that's worth the shit. There ain't one. There's not one. My Brian Flores is is he a good? He's a good coach, right? I, I don't know. And, and don't say coach, maybe. And, and don't say fucking um, Saban. Because Saban and him coached together. Um, Saban's not a fucking protege of Belichick. No. They're fucking, they're, they're collaborators. They yes, work together underneath age. another coach. Yes, same age. Uh, he's not a fucking Belichick disciple. So, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yes, Saban worked for him in Cleveland, but th- yes. they are best friends. That doesn't mean, yes, that doesn't Belichick. mean they fucking were, they came up under like, he was, exactly, he's not under exactly. his tree. Exactly. Um, Romeo Cornell. Fucking, who's the big, uh, Charlie Weiss's big fat ass, that, that motherfucker. How could you work, how could you, like, take him seriously? If he was your coach and he was like, I need you guys to go run the conditioning test, I'd be like, hey, I need your fat ass to run the conditioning test too. Yeah, I didn't think so. Shut the fuck up. But, it, I mean, Flores didn't pan out. McDaniels is as bust as a head coach twice. That guy's terrible, bro. He needs to go with the Raiders. The Raiders fucked this up. They they had a such a great coach in Rick. Uh, how do you say his last name? Oh, R- R- God, man, this is me showing my TV right here. The 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 Raiders the special team coach Rapachi. Oh, Rick uh, Rapachi. I can't I can't pronounce his fucking name because I'm an asshole. Uh, but I know you're talking about. He he's with Green Bay now, and he he thought he was going to get that job, and you know what? Mark Davis should have gave it to him and kept the fucking party going because they played their balls off for that guy last year. And he just got – that sets a terrible message to the rest of your football team too that a guy that came in and saved your season and took you to the fucking playoffs, you just get rid of this fast. For McDaniels? What? So if I'm if I'm Mad Max Crosby or Carr and, and I don't – why don't you like Carr? Uh, I've never liked him. I just always see you. I've always seen through him. I just know he's not that guy. You know, this is the thing, uh, and I'm going to change your mind about Carr, and, and I, I hope you've already changed your mind about Carr, but I'm going to change just, your I, mind. I don't think he's a superstar, but I, I, 
I think he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Oh, no, I don't even think he's a bottom 15 quarterback. This is the difference. This is the thing. Anybody that that his claim to fame and who he hangs his hat on when they say, I walk by faith, I'm a disciple of the Lord, and I'm da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know what happens? Right. Why is he so fucking scary in the pocket and is so fucking bitch-made in the pocket and has if no nuts faith. whatsoever? <laughs> he has no nuts. Anyone around his He doesn't feet. have an offensive line either. Name, but, the, name the last quality offensive lineman he had in front of him. So Dave Jackson, let me ask you this. Ago? So what's what's Burrow's excuse last year? I, he he overcame it and fucking balled the fuck out. I mean, that's I, my I, point. Look, Carr can't I mean, do it. it. He can't. He's not. He don't but, have the point. He don't have the it factor. He just lacks it. He doesn't have the DNA gene. That okay? I could. I'll agree with you on that. That he does not have the. Killer instinct DNA quarterback gene. I'll agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, I haven't seen it in the playoffs. He hasn't been able to get the Raiders to win anything. The year that they were 14 and 2 or some shit, he got hurt. Uh, and that's no fault of his own, but he did get hurt when they had their best team when they were in Oakland when Mac had like 20 sacks or whatever that was. They lost to Houston, um, where they started that fucking cook kid from Michigan State, and it was just a disaster. Uh, the fact that I can remember that like this is ridiculous, by the way. Um, but I don't know, man. There's just something about him that I don't know. I got to go look at this a little bit harder because you're this. This is killing me that hey, you don't like. So, it. Soon as I, I get, soon as I get, soon as I get clearance, we're we're gonna break all these guys down. Derek Carr is absolutely atrocious, and I'm gonna be honest. The Raiders roster, top to bottom, is pretty fucking good. Is a top five roster in the NFL, and they've been pretty good. And he is like Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He is the sole okay. reason that give me, they give can't. Give me a flip job here then. If you took if you took Carr and put him on the Broncos and took Wilson and put him on the Raiders, how would that look? Denver would be shitty. Denver would be shitty, and they. do you think they would be as shitty as they were with fucking uh, Drew Locke and yes. Flacco yes, and they'd be Chase worse. Kism and all these other motherfuckers. They'd be worse. And how about the Raiders then with Russell Wilson? I'd put him as the. I'd put him like I have put Denver as an AFC title contender. Okay, that, all right, I that, can get with that. That's just what it is. Uh, so like, what, that's the so difference. What the fuck is going on with Russell Wilson then, bro? Because I'm gonna tell look, you right I'm, now. I, I, I think it's the, the head coach, I, dog. I, I, I cover him daily. I'm not they sold look, on the head coach, bro. Dog, they look so terrible. I know. They look horrible, and I'm not sold on this head guy. Let me let me break He's something down terrible. for you real quick. I got I got so we got so much to get into. I only got you for a while. Let me ask you this. Josh McDaniels. Did I lose you? Um, no, I'm here. Josh McDaniels. People blow my mind. Let me just name some names. Josh McDaniels, okay? Who did he coach? Tom Brady. Okay. So, when guys coach certain guys, do they not get jobs? Let me ask you this. Oh, 100%. Adam Gase got the job in Miami because he coached Peyton Manning. 100 fucking percent. Mike Shanahan got the job with the Raiders and the Broncos because he coached Joe Montana and Steve Young. Like, that's the way it works everywhere. I, I understand that. Look, and- McDaniels, McDaniels is a very smart X's and O's coach. He will put people in position to be successful if they buy in. 
he is an awful per people person and he has no ability to fucking relate to his guys whatsoever and he's such a prick that it that it outweighs the moments of sincere like shit that he that he has hey so who who did, who did nathaniel hackett coach aaron Rodgers. and look I'm i agree with you wholeheartedly hackett is the decision making the play calling the inability to call timeouts correctly the fact that he had to hire a coach did you hear this story where his analytics director guy is his best friend that worked at marist college okay marist college never was a football coach, and Hackett hired him to this staff in Denver because he, quote-unquote, used to text him after the games about what happened in the game, and he respects his opinion so much that now this fucking guy who doesn't have a football background is the number one guy in Hackett's ear about what's going on on the field from an analytical standpoint. The George Payton, the fucking GM, just had to go hire a coach for that coach. That's not good, dog. I, I personally think that Hackett is way in over his head, like severely in over his head. And you and I talk about this all the time. If you get hired somewhere and the first thing you fucking do is hire all your friends, you're in trouble. The defensive coordinator was in his wedding party and one of his best friends from college. A bunch of the other assistant coaches are his buddies from Green Bay or guys from other places that he worked with that he's quote-unquote comfortable with. And in my opinion, with a first-year head coach, especially one that didn't do anything in training camp and sat around and didn't coach, I want guys that are going to challenge what I think, not just agree with me the whole fucking time. I need somebody that's going to say to me, you're going to kick a 64-yard field goal in Seattle? What the fuck are you doing? Hey, if you're going to not, you're going to punt the ball 10 times on Sunday Night Football? Yeah, like, we don't I need Dubois. One AFC player of the week, but fuck. We don't need do boys, coach. You know that. We don't need do boys. We need motherfucking. We don't need yes men either. We need motherfuckers no. that are subordinate, but also willing to challenge you and 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 challenge you in a positive way. Not a not a backbiter, but goddamn, one hundred percent. Let me let me break this down. Can you see the graphic? These are my grades through oh, week yeah. three. My grades through week three. Grade okay. that out for me. I don't know if you can see it, but we got the AFC West. Oh, I gave him a B minus. West is a B minus. Yep. The east is a C. Yep. The north is a C. The south is a D plus. NFC South is a D. The north is a B plus. The east is a B, and the west is a C. Yep. You, you know, agree? I, I, I gotta, I gotta agree with you. I, I like that your grades are harsh, and there's no A's on the board because the the first three weeks of the season have been dog shit, and the the, the offensive play has been atrocious, the conditioning has been atrocious. The tackling has been atrocious. The refs have been atrocious. It looks like we're still in the fucking preseason, which plays into what we talk about all the time on this fucking show is how many how many times do we hear constantly, oh, the fucking first three weeks to a month is an extension of the preseason. Not in the NFL I played in. In the National Football League I played in, every fucking minute of every fucking game that's a regular season opportunity is super important so we can get into the playoffs. All I want to do is make the tournament because anything can happen once you make the fucking tournament. Let, let me so ask you something. Let me ask you something. I can't believe that they're thinking like this. Let me ask you something real quick. They're asking, is your phone by the mic, my enchants? By the mic? Is your phone, because yeah. it's, it's going off, and I think someone's phone's by the mic. I don't know. Mine ain't. Um, let me ask you this. I don't have a mic. I just have a phone. All right. Let me. Oh, you're on the phone. That's why. All right. Let me ask you this. Yeah. 
has the new has has mediocrity been accepted in society as the new greatness? I just Absolutely. want to ask that and question, especially in football. That's that's I look. That, I'm going to use your example, okay? And I, I I saw this initially right when it happened on Sunday, but I'm going to use your example of Josh Allen, okay? At the end of the game, they run the combination route. They run it perfectly. Isaiah McKenzie is wide fucking open right away. Like, immediately you throw the ball. And he's staring right at it, and he doesn't throw the ball. And I don't know if it's because of hesitation or they ran 90 plays or whatever other excuse they want. All I can think of is he doesn't understand that it's match coverage. He doesn't understand the mesh point. They haven't ran it enough in practice for him to be comfortable with it. He's he like double clutches it a little bit, and then it kind of slips out of his fingers when he throws it, and it fucking hops to McKenzie. I, I mean, if I'm Ken Dorsey, I'm more pissed off about that than I am about the fucking clock running out. So yes, one hundred percent. The, the one of the great the NFL. these days. I've coached nothing but black quarterback. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You hear me? Uh, the great the great players these days, in my opinion. I don't know if they're really great or if the NFL is not as good as it was. Thank you. you know what I'm That's what I'm saying. Quarterback play is not that great. It's just great athletes. I'm telling so you. I, and I also want a couple other things to support this. And I'm sure people will, will blow holes in it too because analytically you can find anything to back yourself up analytically, okay? But from, a, from looking at it from an evaluator standpoint, okay, and a guy who's been doing this my whole life, Back in the day, when Steve Atwater and Ronnie Lott and fucking Ronnie Harrison and all these Brian Dawkins and all these fucking killers were running around the goddamn secondary, you couldn't throw people across the field the way they do now. There, this this term of throwing people open used to only be used for deep balls when you're in front of or behind the coverage, right? You're throwing him open over his shoulder. You never heard throw him open over the middle. You used to hear, be careful and protect your receivers over the middle. Don't throw them into opportunities to get their head ripped off. Well, when the NFL came out and legislated all the contact in the secondary out, you had to let them catch the ball before you tackle them. There's no more strike points. That allows quarterbacks to be awful across the middle and throw the ball into situations where back in the day, coaches would lose their fucking minds if you made those decisions. And now it's almost being taught. It's being taught to throw the ball across your body, across the middle, because they're saying like, oh, well, he can't hit you as hard. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm telling each position group, you get one personal foul a game. I get one personal foul a game on the quarterback. You get one personal foul a game across the middle, and you get one personal foul a game deep. And I want you to tattoo his motherfucking ass as hard as you can hit him. We'll pay the fine. We'll rally up some money at the fucking at the facility to pay your fine, and we'll and we'll eat the penalty because I'm I'm more interested in setting the tone on the elite offensive player because that's what's missing from defense in the NFL these days. The intimidation factor is gone, and it allows stupid play. It allows it allows receivers to not sit in zone coverage and run through it. It allows quarterbacks to throw to receivers running across zone coverage, whether it's just a guy sitting there. And he has to watch the dude catch the ball before he fucking hits him. That it's it. Yeah. I, I don't know how you can play in the secondary in the NFL anymore. You can't. So, you can't. 
Uh, do you agree I, with this? I'm going to get an O-lineman, so many... D-lineman perspective. I want to get Matt's perspective on something. Take a listen <laughs> yeah. to this. Take a listen to this. Um, this is yesterday on Jason Whitlock's show. This thing. I've only coached black quarterbacks. I've coached three white quarterbacks in 20 years. He, one of them went to the NFL. I've coached nothing but black quarterbacks. And I have no hidden agenda it is no left, right, red, blue. Uh, it's not a black and white thing. I really don't care. The best player plays, period. And I'm going to try to get that person to the next level in life and on the field. Now, having said that, why is this always an agenda on that show? Uh, it blows ESPN. my mind. Why aren't we talking about what he's done in the crucial times of playing the sport and his position? He's done nothing. He's done absolutely nothing. And we keep bringing up black and white. And I'm like, well, why are we bringing up black and white? Because I'm going to bring some up, Jason. Is he really, is it really a black and white thing? Because as if I remember and I recall, and I'm closer to your age, Jason, than a lot of the audience probably is. I believe Ryan Leaf was crucified for being horrible. I believe Baker Mayfield has been crucified. I believe Carson Wentz has been crucified. And I am the one that does it. I do it every day. I think they're horrible. And how about Trent Dilfer, who won a Super Bowl? Um, I don't know. I, I love it when, you know, ESPN, ESPN apparently, RG3 gets on there, and basically him and uh, Booger or whatever, they, 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 they only want to bring up black and white. And I'm like, dog, I don't give a fuck what color you are. The bottom line is end result. And... Who wins You're the bowl? You're talking about the Monday night broadcast, right? Yeah, like who wins the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, the Monday night broadcast when they like people can't get behind Lamar Jackson because he's he's a he's a black quarterback. Right. Right. I'm like, look, man, come on. It's though. the it's the especially with the political atmosphere that the country's in and the way people think and you know, unfortunately, the way the media thinks more than people. I think that there's more so more. More or less, people are pretty cool. Like, I don't know a whole lot of racist assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from a football community. My my best friends are black dudes. Like, it, it's what it is. I don't I don't see color. And I was born in a generation that doesn't really see color. And this next generation definitely doesn't see it. So it's fading and dying out. The only thing keeping it going is the fucking media. The media loves to stoke this shit. They can't just say he's a quarterback. I don't give a fuck what color he is. I don't care if he's a Chinese quarterback. Can he rope it or not? Can I mean, he that's, that's, defense or not? That's my point, yeah, that's, man. That's all that I, you know, matters here. So, uh, they, uh, they, they, David Taylor in the chat here, uh, Fort Hayes alum, shout out. My alma mater, Hayes, Kansas, about two hours from Denver, Colorado. Um, he points out a point. Rookie quarterbacks not holding a clipboard for a couple years is making the difference. They need time to learn the NFL way. I'll take it a step further. Not only is that a big deal to me, and we still got, I got about 15 minutes of Matt. He's got to get out of here. I got about five other things to talk about. Not only is that a big, a good topic to, to discuss, but the other thing is they're not being taught at the college level anymore. They're being taught to go fast, run tempo, go get RPO. in the gun, RPO, triple option, yep. and take it a step further, Matt. Not only is it a clipboard thing, they're not being taught things. So they're being thrown to the fucking wolves as rookies. I look at it like this. The first thing I would do with every quarterback that I evaluated 
is walk them into the room and fucking shut the door and hand them a marker and start fucking barking shit at them fast. So, hey, kid, get up there and draw me 11 three-by-one tight end ISO closed bunch. I need an under Sam Stack strong safety force out of nickel with a cover one fence. I need to know where the squeeze gap's at. I need to know how we're going to run a gator concept right, how we're going to run power left out of one phrase, how we're going to throw a screen into there, what the 60 protection concept is, what 70 protection concept is, and how we're going to check all this. And then if you don't like it, what does Kodak mean? Do you know what Kodak means? Have you ever heard the phrase before? No, never? Okay. All right. What's a what's a bear front? What's a radar front? How do we how do you articulate all of this to your team with five fucking seconds on the play clock? Can you draw that for me? And if he looks at me like Paxton Lynch and goes, What? You're out. You're out. Next. Next guy. I don't give a fuck if you can throw the ball a mile. If you can't identify what's happening, if you can't walk up to the line of scrimmage and go, Easy, 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 easy. 57's really the mic. Switch the protection. Attack the numbers on this side. It's why I like watching Tom Brady so much because he didn't have the option to learn the wrong way. He ha- he went to a he went to the to the to uh, New England and had to learn behind a prototypical statue quarterback in Bledsoe. He learned. He cut his teeth. And when he got his opportunity, that system in New England is as much to to give. as much to do with his greatness as he does because he multiple tight ends running the football consistently uh timing routes with your receivers big shots when they're ready a franchise that will go get you elite talent when you need it but he doesn't need elite wide receiver talent to win give him david Patton and fucking troy brown and he'll win you a super bowl so i i personally think that the quarterback play is not it's so much more above the neck than it is below if you can, I, I really, really, really doubt to the day that you could put Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. I know damn sure he can't do it. Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and I don't know, uh, uh, let's say Justin Herbert. Those five young studs and Mahomes, fuck it. Put all of them in a room and start barking shit at them and see if they actually know what they're doing or if they're being told what to do in their headset and then the, the coach expects them to go run the play. I don't see a whole lot of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees at the line of scrimmage dictating these days. There ain't. And, unless you're watching Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. There ain't none. There ain't none. That's my point. I've been saying it to every show I've been on. I'm going on another show right after this on an NFL quarterback show, Sean King, right after this show oh, is yeah. done today. I'm going on his show live in Vegas and let me, let me break this down. I'm a Daniel Jones guy. I think he's great. I think their O-line's horrible. I think their wideouts are horrible. O-line is I, really bad. I, I yes. think he's getting fucked there. And my question to you is, Matt, how can we give Burrow so many passes when his O-line's horrible, his fucking players don't perform, but Daniel Jones takes the fucking stake in the back when his guys don't perform? So one guy gets Daniel a Jones pass, is, one guy don't. Um, his team is shitty. That's why. I, I, that's Burrow what I'm got, saying. Uh, Burrow um, got a shitty team to the Super Bowl. Yes. And Daniel Jones can't get a shitty team over five wins. That's yes. why. Right, so this, this, we're talking cerebral. We're talking up. above the shoulders, yeah. what Matt just mentioned. Quarterback play. I take it a step further. I don't believe not only are quarterbacks at an all-time low cerebrally and getting up to the line making checks. O-linemen are as well, oh, I oh, think, oh. are so robotic now because – 
The checks have been taken out of the quarterback's hands. O-lines are just calling the protection that the coach calls in there, and we're rolling with it. So let's break this down, Matt, real quick. Yep. We got a we got a twins tight end. We got twelve personnel twins up top. We got a ex, yep. we got a we got a reduced tight end and a sniffer. We got a tight end flex. We got a corner in his face. We got a Mike backer right over the sniff uh, tight end. We and, know he's and a man he's stacked in the back by the safety too. And the safety so knows. Okay, that is my quarterback indicator, Matt. Ding 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 ding. Yep. I know there's somebody coming because Matt, it's we got a one two, high safety two immediately. We got a one high safety too, right? So we know it's man yep. free on the bottom. We know it's zero on the top, and so and why? Look at the two. Look at the two corners too. The two corners are evenly spaced on both sides of the field, which is essentially what's called a fence. And whenever you're single high with a fence, they're bringing someone. So they're pressing six over here. That Wilson kid. They've got the top side with the five technique or a nine technique. Over the, over the two by two at the top of the tight end and the three technique inside, and they're mugged up on Neal and on the right guard. So they're going to pinch and pirate and brain six off the side. And the fact that the fucking offensive line doesn't see this, and the, this is the play where the two tight ends, like one of the tight ends stays in to max protect. And, and don't block a soul. And the whole offensive line steps right. Yeah, and the old, and the tight end don't block a fucking soul. So, no, and he lets six run by him. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, yeah. though, why Daniel Jones isn't even talking to nobody. He's not pointing at nobody. He's not communicating nobody. He's not telling guys. Because, Matt, as you and I know, if I'm the quarterback and I'm up there, even if it's fucking shits and giggles, and I get up there, and Matt, Matt McChesney's my right tackle, and I'm getting up there like, hey, Matt, alert, 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 alert. We got a banjo, banjo. Hey, you know what? Defensive guys actually might check out of it because you know. Absolutely. And, and they're going to know we're, we got you. There's just no more tricky shit. We're going to walk up and go, oh, there's three for two. Yeah, we're over here. Roger, 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 Roger. Hey, rock, rock, rock. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze that gap. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And here we go. Here we go. We're going to run the play. We have not. We have Daniel Jones is damn near blind to it. We don't understand what's going on. This is a coached learning trait we got going on here. He has clearly not been taught this. And this is a bad look here. We are sitting here like, why are we sitting here? If the tight end is going to stay in, why isn't he going to block then? I mean, it makes no sense. Yep. It seems like the tight end thought they were in like a full turn left and he's supposed to like wedge the end. But they're, he, I don't understand how he does it. He's looking right at the fucking three guys. How does he not see the numbers? There's nobody else on the other side of the field. Both the corners are manned. Yeah, I, I have no idea. We know he's coming. He's an indicator. He's down to eight yards. We know it's man free on that side. It's actually zero on that side because we're getting a fucking blitzer. And yep. we're trying to figure out Okay, to this date, I have yet to see anyone talk. The tight end, the tackle, the wide out, or who the other tight end. And this I is mean, just... If, if anything, if anything, should the tight end, if he's going to blow his block, turn into a, a side adjustment and turn around and catch the ball? Right there, he's hot, coach. He's hot. Yeah, I mean, throw him the fucking... Number one, either block the guy, or number two, Dan needs to look back here and identify... Look, I don't know how you feel about this, but if we're going to miss pressure... I would much rather miss it in the face of the quarterback so he sees it coming rather than your back. I don't want you to get hit in the fucking, fucking right. back. Fucking right. All back. day long, coach. If you coach so with me. So this is face pressure. Coach, if you coach with me, ball. if we're in empty protection, we are turning it to, we're making the quarterback's hot to his right, even if I'm in three by two yes. left. 
You know what I'm saying? 100 fucking That's how it is. But, but this is the fascinating part, Matt. This guy is beating down on Daniel Jones right now. He has not a fucking clue in the world. This guy's in his face. Like, yeah, he doesn't even that know. is what bothers me and why we're in the NFL. We're in the fucking NFL, and we don't know that's coming. Like, look how many, look how many giants are down here blocking three dudes too. I mean, it's that's a lookout block. That's where Evan Neal, the first rounder from Alabama, he doesn't know either, goes look out. And yeah, no shit, gets killed. Coach, both tight ends don't do anything. Like, what are we doing? Well, the doing? one tight end going out on a route. This this is a really easy look. And look, Evan Neal runs into the tight end too. It's just it's a really easy fix. It's amazing that they're still fucking this up week three of the of the NFL season on Monday. Night Coach, Football. I I agree. I, sure. I don't understand. I don't understand why we can't grasp a simple ass. I mean. They don't practice. Come on, you know why. Duh. No one practices anymore. Matt. Everything's a walkthrough. If you fucking look, bro, how many times this last week did we see EB yelling at Mahomes and Mahomes didn't like it? The fucking Quentin Williams, the big defensive tackle from the Jets, acting like a total prima donna because the defensive line coach wants him to stay in his gap. Like, dog, read your fucking key and stay in your gap and stop getting gouged. And we'll, we'll, we'll have run gap integrity, and they won't be able to run the ball on us. Don't get all pissed off that your coach is calling you out. Be a fucking man and do your job. I, and then the, the Ken Dorsey freak out. Like, rather than freaking out, why doesn't everybody focus all this negative attention to fixing the fucking problems? Hey, Coach, I brought that up specifically. If I'm Ken Dorsey, I'm hitting myself with the board because you're oh, a fucking idiot. <laughs> because you're an idiot because you threw the ball 65 fucking times that game. And you just risked your plays, franchise. Bro. You've risked your franchise. for every you, Matt, p- please let everyone know. Every time that motherfucker drops back, it is a possibility for him to run, is it not? <laughs> Oh, 100%. It's even, it might be more of a possibility for him to run than throw the ball at this point. So you just gave and him 64 fucked. opportunities Look, he's to run. really good. I, I'm not ready to say Josh Allen is elite yet, but he's really, really fucking good. Oh, no and doubt. he has the ability, he has the ability to be one of the best ever if he can figure out how to simply, what the next thing for Josh Allen, in my opinion, is to take that maturity step like Brady and Manning and the greats do where they don't show any emotion, good, bad, or indifferent. He was so emotional on Sunday with the Dolphins that, like, if I'm a Dolphin defender, and you saw Christian Watkins do it to him, he ripped off Watkins' helmet underneath the pile because dude was talking shit. So they got under Allen's skin in that game, and it caused him to lowball the throws and fuck up counts and miss two opportunities to score at the end of the half and at the end of the game. So if you're if you're that elite, quote-unquote, you can't let the defense dictate your emotional pattern as a quarterback. I don't care if my guard freaks out every now and then and wants to kill someone. I really care if my quarterback, who's the face of my franchise and the COO of this shit, I care if he's showing that kind of weakness on the field. I really, uh, I, I care a lot. I'm totally with you, man. I, I, it blows my mind. I don't get it. Um, I, I don't see how some of those people. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question real quick, uh, real yep. simple. I had Clint Sterner on my show, uh, played for the Cowboys quarterback. He's got his own show in yep. Houston. Um, I'm going to ask you, is he worth the money or not? And you, you just simple yes or no. I'm going to ask you right now, currently right now, I'm asking you about these guys right now. Um, okay. 
Kyler Murray, would you pay him or not? No. Lamar Jackson? Yes. Deshaun Watson? No. Derek Carr? Okay, with the other three guys, they're getting max contracts. What is Carr getting? The same? Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all the two hundred no. million dollar deal. No. Um, thank you, Daniel Jones. <laughs> no. Uh, Dak Prescott. Hell no. Thank you. Let me ask you this: Who's better, Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott? I think Dak Prescott is a better player. I think Cooper Rush is a better fit for that system right now based on what I'm looking at. I, I, I disagree. I think Dak Prescott's a better talent. Cooper Rush is a better player. That's what yeah, I Yeah, that's think. what I mean. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. Um, he's, a better, he's, he's a better athletic talent. He can throw the ball harder. He's got a bigger arm. But Rush, Rush is, is operating Kellen Moore's stupid-ass offense the way he wants to. Yes, exactly. All right, here's the game right here. Here's the game right here. You, you tell me, yes or no, I'm going to mention a team. You tell me if Cooper Rush can start there or not right now. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cooper or Trubisky? Rush. Texans, Mills or, or, or Rush? Rush. Seattle Seahawks, Geno or Rush? Rush. Rush. Um. Very interesting you say that. Now, my argument to you is going to be, these teams are teams without franchise quarterbacks. My argument was to the person earlier, I said, fucking bullshit. It isn't about a franchise quarterback. It's about a person that can play in the league at least five years. Quarterbacks don't last very long unless you're an elite Aaron Rodgers. So, do you agree that those teams are only Cooper Rush uh, sensitive because they don't have a franchise quarterback? Or 100%. Like, if if we're not bringing up Cooper Rush and... Tampa Bay or Kansas City or the Chargers. We're bringing up Cooper Rush where we think he could go somewhere and add to it and help them win and make them better. Now, he may go there and suck. He might just be good at Dallas's system for all we know. But happens a lot. No one is sitting here saying Cooper Rush is elite. We're saying he's a plug and play type guy. Yes. He's one of the he's like he's like a Nick Foles, bro. Yes. You know, like yes. don't like if if Dallas goes on a run yes. and they're fucking sitting at like i don't know six and two when Dak comes back from his thumb and rush is looking really good i don't know how you handle that situation i don't know if if you know the coach is on his last leg Dak just signed a huge contract that the cowboys could probably offload because looking at the quarterback numbers it's really not that big of a number they could trade that number easily and and Jerry Jones has already came out and said twice now in multiple weeks that he wants a quarterback competition. I mean, look, man, I don't know what kind of shit that is from the owner when you just sign old boy to all this money and say he's the franchise, and then the minute he gets a little ding, you want a quarterback controversy? Like, that's fucking crazy to me. See, here's my thing. I don't think it's the minute he got dinged. I think he's a fucking bleeder. I think he's hurt more than he plays. I mean, that's just what he's been so far in his career. I mean, he replaced I, Romo, I, I, who was I like, hurt. I like Dak. Huh? Dak. Dak plays hard, and they and his teammates love him. I'm hey, just saying, I don't they know. They like Cooper, has, too. 
Yeah. I don't know if he has the support in Dallas the way he thought he did. Let me ask you I, this. I How at, fucking horrendous is Justin Fields? And why people oh don't God. why do people not believe me when I say he's fucking not an NFL quarterback? I don't know how you can look at it and not see anything but just disaster. Hey, Justin Fields is worse at playing quarterback than Tim Tebow was at playing quarterback. Like that's bad. Matt, he threw for a hundred yards in the NFL. A hundred yeah. yards. Uh, He's, I, I don't, look, Chicago's two and one, and that's great. I'm glad you're winning. It is not sustainable. You have to throw the ball in this league to win. He, this is not, he's not the answer. He can't, he, he I don't know if he can, look, he might break out of the shell and turn into Michael Vick for all I know. But as far as I'm concerned, he's a one trick pony, man. He's running or throwing a pick. It's bad. I, I've been saying it, but nobody listens to me. Uh, I think Dan Orlovsky is going to come on the show on Friday. Uh, I also nice. have Marcellus Wiley. I'm going to ask them uh, the same thing. Real quick, to get you out of here. I know you got to go. Um, real quick, give me, give me, give me your team. Uh, I'll just get you through the major games real fast. Um, big one in the Pac-12: Washington, UCLA, battle of four and O's, one and O's in the conference uh, at UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Ninety degree weather. Uh, UCLA, Washington, who gets that? I'm going to take Washington. I think they'll have more fans at UCLA than UCLA will. I, I agree with you on that. Um, let's go Michigan, Iowa, 4-0, 3-1 in Iowa City, Iowa. Always hard for Michigan to go up there and win. Um, crucial game. You know, I'm going to go against the grain here and take the Hawkeyes. They've won four out of the last five top five meetings in Iowa City. Uh, the last time um, Michigan went there as a top five team, they lost 14-13. And that team, I know that they're struggling on offense, but they are super elite defensively. I mean, elite. Maybe the best defense in the country, uh, not named Georgia. So Iowa's, I, I like Iowa and Iowa City to upset Michigan. And, and, and I'm not going to make this a topic of discussion, but this guy's now no longer with Georgia, by the way. Seven charges, felonies the other day. Um, so that's going to hurt. That is going to hurt. Uh, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Number seven, Kentucky. Number 14, Ole Miss in Oxford. Um, critical game for the BCS playoff. Critical game for the SEC. Um, who are you taking in this one? Lane Kiffin I'm or I'm taking Kentucky on the road. I think they're, they continue their road warriors mindset. Uh, I love the the head coach. You know, coach Stoops has got them rolling. I think their quarterback, the Levis kid, is real. I mean, he's a bona fide first round pick. Uh, he's got fucking swag. He can run. He reminds me a lot of Josh Allen, honestly. He's big, strong, fucking attitude filled quarterback that's not afraid to take off. So I really like what Kentucky's doing. You know that that football program was inept for a hundred years, and now they're perennial top twenty five team and putting out pros. Uh, they're getting better each week running the football too. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like, look, Old Miss, number one, if you're if you're a black guy in America, how in the motherfuck can you go to Old Miss and play football for them? Their, their goddamn mascot is the Confederate Rebel. I mean, come on, man. We have to change the name of the Indians, but the Rebels don't have to change their fucking name. I just don't get it. Like, if you're a black dude in, in the South and you're getting recruited by Mississippi and you walk in there, do you ask that question? Like, hey, yeah. how long are you guys going to fucking run behind this racist asshole uh, Confederate soldier <laughs> rebel guy? <laughs> Matt! You want me to get behind this? Matt! 
Brett Favre's not even getting touched in Mississippi. I mean, come I on, dog. Um, I know, I get it. I'm, I, just, I'm asking all. I'm asking all my black, all my black guys, all the brothers. I, why? Why do you keep going? Stop going to Mississippi. Hey, kudos to Lane Kiffin because I'd be getting them too, dog. Fuck that. I'd be getting yeah, them he's too. Doing something right, dog. Lamborghinis and big booty bitches down there in Oxford. All right, hey, real fast. Is there any shot in American history uh, that Arkansas beats Alabama? 17 and a half no. dog. I mean, look, they they could beat them. The court, I like the quarterback for that system. He's a good player. Um, that, that They had a heartbreaker last week against A&M. They're going to be jacked up to play this game. Look, con- contrary to belief, Alabama is not very good on the road against ranked opponents. They struggled at Texas. Last year, they went three overtimes against Auburn, who was unranked. They struggled on the road last year to win games. They lost at AM. They're going to lose eventually. I just don't think it's this game. Um, although I do think Arkansas and Coach Pittman are going to fucking play hard. That they are. I like what Arkansas is doing with that program. I, I, I have a gut feeling. I think Alabama beats them by fucking 30 plus because they're looking for Jimbo Fisher and they want that ass. And I think this team's laser focused for saving right now because of the Jimbo Fisher AM matchup next week. So I don't believe oh, that's going to be. I can't wait for that fucking game. Yeah, bro. I just think they're going to steamroll them. Let me ask you two more critical games Wake Forest, Florida yes, State. Wake Forest choked against Clemson. We both picked Wake to win that one. Do we pick Wake again to upset Florida State, who's ranked? Actually, not upset. They're actually ranked 23rd. Wake Forest is ranked 22nd. Uh, it's at Doak Campbell. Uh, 4-0 Florida State. I don't think that – I'm not a believer yet. Wake Forest quarterback play is as elite as it gets in the country, in my opinion. Um, yep. can, can Wake Forest bounce back? I think Wake Forest wins at Doak Walker. It's a hard place to play. I played there in college. It's hot and rampant, and they love their ball. And, look, Coach Norvell's my guy. I love that guy to death. He's awesome, and I'm glad that he's turned it around and he's got him going in the right direction. That opening week win against LSU was huge for that program. Uh, I just think that Wake Forest is kind of a buzzsaw right now. They went toe-to-toe with Clemson. They got to sure up some things defensively. Last year they struggled with Pitt in the ACC title game immensely because of the, you know, the defense. So if they can, if they can hold Florida State's backup quarterback to a couple interceptions and a couple punts, I don't think Florida State's going to be able to fuck with Wake's offense. I'm going to take the Demon Deacons. Here we go. Last one to get you out of here. I know you got to go. NC State 4-0, number 10 in the country. Clemson 4-0, number 5 in the country. Both uh, Clemson 2-0, NC State is yet to play a league game. Who you got? It's in South Carolina, Clemson, Memorial Stadium. Um, Clemson's favored by 6.5. I'm taking the Wolfpack, baby. And look, I, look, I like Clemson. I think this is going to be another fucking barn burner i wouldn't be surprised if it goes to ot but nc state is a better version of wake forest minus the quarterback but the quarterback in nc state's still a good a dude and he can sling it but he's not hartman but their defense is legit they fly around they are fucking nfl players from top to bottom on the defense and i feel like nc state remember last year they beat them at home and nc state beat clemson at home last year clemson is going to be reared up and ready to go in this game I just have a feeling NC. This is NC State's year in the in the in the ACC, in my opinion. And they're they're veteran. They're laden. They got a good quarterback, and they got you know the 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 people are behind them back there in North Carolina. So. I'm hey, by the way, State. shout out to everybody during the uh, the the, the uh, hurricane and everything. Uh, shout out to everybody. But please understand something, Florida Gators. You guys play fucking Eastern Washington midway through the season. What are you fucking doing, SEC? Jesus. It's a jerk off game. 
Jesus Christ. Jerk off game. Holy fuck. Hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Make sure everybody comes, hit the like button. Follow Matt. Go follow him on his channel, Twitter and IG. And uh, make sure you tune in every day right here. And uh, me and Matt are, are got something in the in the kitchen, by the way. We're cooking on some other things. And we're going to try to do a coaching show with you. We're just trying to figure it out, make it the best possible scenario for everybody. So stay tuned for that. And I know you get to hear Matt every day. There's 200 people in here. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Follow Matt and his show. He's got great guests on his show as well. All right, Matt, I appreciate you. I'll hit you later on. Later on. Um, shout out to Matt coming on. Um, always bringing that real talk uh, banter. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, and if you're not a member, become one. Um, we still got a lot to discuss, man, um, here on the show. I want to get into the first and ten segment of this show. I want to get into the first and ten segment. Um, by the way, I have a very, very big guest for all SEC fans. Uh, I'm not going to let you know who it is, but he will be joining me on Monday uh, in the second hour of this show. Um, a very, 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 very big and surprising guest. You'll see. First down is the segment is brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. First and ten, head on over to CanadipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. And get you 20% off welcome bonus. Um, appreciate everybody going on right now. Um, no, it's actually a player, TJ. Actually a player. It's actually a player. Um, we got the, uh, I'm going to get into some, a few things. If you guys are live golf fans, they're going to have a situation with the Fox Sports. They're going to be on Fox. That's what's going to happen. They're getting with Fox, and they're going to have a big deal with Fox. Um me and, me and Matt just went through the games. Uh, like I said, shout out to all the Hurricane people fighting through that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this news. LeBron James reached out to the Ohio State Athletic Director to discuss the possibility of playing another sport besides basketball in college. Can you, you hear what I said, right? He discussed playing football. He said former teammate J.R. Smith plays golf at North Carolina A&T. And was named the school academic athlete of the year with a 4.0 GPA. LeBron James was previously offered contracts by the Cowboys and Seahawks during the 2011 lockout year for the NBA. I guess my question to you is, although it's very unlikely, will we ever see it? Well, LeBron James, was a, who was a high school top recruit out of high school, do you think he could play at a high, high level in college or a little less the NFL? That is the poll question. Do you think LeBron James can play even at Ohio State University right now? I don't know. I don't even know why this is a real thing, but this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And there's no way in the world he does it because he's not going to retire from basketball right now until his son gets to the NBA and the Lakers draft him, and he's going to play with his son at least one year, and then he'll retire. He'll be 39 years old, and he's not going back to college to play fucking football. So I don't see it. I think it's just some PR stunt that they're trying to run, and they're running game on us. So, But here we are in first and 10 segment of uh, this show. Like I said, brought to you by CanadipCBD.com. All right. Clemson versus NC State. Clemson's a six-and-a-half-point dog. Um, the over-under has dropped from 48 to 40 due to the weather, due to the inclement weather. Um, DJ's thrown through four games. He's 65% completions, 258 yards a game, 10 touchdowns, one interception, and one rushing touchdown. He comes off a season-high 371-yard, five-touchdown performance versus Wake Forest. 
NC State's quarterback is 64% completion percentage, averaging 222 a game, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions with two rushing touchdowns. Clemson is leading NC State in points per game at 43.8 to 36 by NC State. Clemson leads total yards 458 to NC State's 411. Clemson leads rushing yards at 183, NC State 157. Clemson leads in passing yards, 275 to 253. And on defense, NC State only gives up 11 points. Clemson gives up 21 points. NC State gives up 261 yards passing. Clemson gives up 346 yards passing. So you can see by the stats I'm reading off here, okay? You are... I'm reading off some shit here. You tell me. Are you taking NC State or are you taking Clemson? Um, Clemson gives up 78 yards rushing and NC State gives up 81 yards rushing. That is the most critical stat in the book right there. I'm just throwing that out there. That is the most critical stat because if you go back on offense, Clemson averages 181 yards on offense rushing the football. NC State gives up 80. One yards. I think Clemson runs the football. I think they make it easy. Um, I think they make it easy on DJ to get comfortable. And I I think that Clemson is going to win another tight nail-biting game. So I'm taking them. Uh, Ole Miss favored by six and a half in Oxford against Kentucky. Um is kind of mind-boggling to me. Uh, I'm not sure if that's true or not. Uh, it is true, but I don't know if that's real accurate. You know, Kentucky's ranked 7, Ole Miss 14. But it is in Oxford. Um, Ole Miss's quarterback, uh, Dart, is not doing very well on the season. I don't think I don't see him blowing away uh, anyone with numbers and stats. But Ole Miss is undefeated. They found a way to win. And uh, Kentucky will be clearly the best team they've placed. They played Tulsa, Central Arkansas. Ole Miss hasn't played a lot of good quality opponents. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but Kentucky's going to have to do a better job at protecting Will Levis and the Cats. Uh, they've given up 16 sacks in four games and have underclassmen starting on both sides of the football. Um, on the O-line, I'm sorry. So, O-tackles are, are underclassmen. Oklahoma State travels to Baylor for a rematch of the Big 12 title game. Baylor's a two-and-a-half-point favorite um, with the over-under being at 56-and-a-half. Who you guys got? I don't know who this one's going to. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I think uh, the uh, mullet man gets it done. I don't think Baylor's as good as people think. Um, but... We'll see. Baylor and Oklahoma, by the way, are co-favorites to win the Big 12. So if you didn't know that, um, that is what's happening right now. So Oklahoma State's quarterback Spencer has a 29-6 TD to interception ratio against teams not named Baylor. But last year he threw seven picks, three in the regular season and four in the Big 12 title game against Baylor. He has thrown seven interceptions in two games versus Baylor. Baylor is 11-2 at home versus Dave Aranda. Who do you guys got? I'm going to take Oklahoma State. I'm sticking to my guns. Um, 
Oklahoma State, though, gives up 376 yards total offense. Baylor only gives up 305. So, and Oklahoma State gives up 111 yards rushing, by the way. Um, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting stats uh, right there. Uh, moving on along, moving all along, right on third and long. We're right in moving on along on third and long. So here we go. Um, and then I'm going to get to a little segment for you real quick. Um, third and long, Josh Pate, this Colorado, this college football power rating guy, he, he basically has Alabama at number one, Georgia at two, um, Tennessee's at five, and he has Utah at six. I don't believe this motherfucker at all. Uh, Josh Pate stated after teams one and three, the fourth team would be a seven-point favorite against the 25th-ranked Oregon. He has Oregon at 25, so the rest of the field is very, very close. Um, I, I, I love hearing these guys, man. Texas has two losses. He has them at 11. Like, these motherfuckers are absolutely fucking unbelievable. Um. Sarah's dealing with a fucking hurricane, you fucking moron, Cardi G. Are you that fucking stupid? Are you really that fucking dumb to say some dumbass shit like that? Like, some of you motherfuckers are absolutely fucking stupid. I, I don't know if you know that. Like, do you realize that you're a bottom feeders who just get off on saying the dumbest shit possible? Or are you really that fucking dumb? I just want to know. Are you really that dumb? I'm just curious. Answer the question, motherfucker. Because you fucking cowardly cunts come in here and talk shit. And say the dumbest shit. And put your foot in your mouth when you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. God damn, we got some stupid motherfuckers in here. Cardi G. Cardi G, I don't really need your membership. You take care. Get the fuck out of here. So, blocked him. He's gone. Bye-bye. Alright, so, here we go. Um... Bam. All right. Let me get into something real quick um, that you haven't seen. All right. I'm going to break down some stats. All right. I want to break down some stats for you real quick. I'm actually going to put it. Let me put it in the show for you um, because I, it's very interesting. I want to I want to show you this. Um, I'm going to uh, show you this real quick. All right, real quick. Let me upload something real fast. I want to share some. Here, actually right here. I'm going to do it right here. Let me see if I could get it. Get it, get it, get it. All right, my bad. I'm just trying to figure this uh, technology. So my boy Mac got hit by the uh, hurricane as well. So there's a lot of weather issues going on. So I'm by myself right now. So uh, just throwing that out there. Um, So I'm trying to figure this shit out real quick. Um, but apparently I don't think, oh, there we go. Bam. Um, let me pull up all these stat dats. Um, 
All right. Let's play a game. Worth it or not? All right. Here we go. I want to let me see if I can share this thing. God damn it. I don't think I know how to do it. I did it earlier. Fuck. Um Let me see. I don't know how to do it. Fuck. God damn. Um, I'll just pull it up. Here we go. Let's play this game right here, okay? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, let me move over. Are they worth it or not? Are they worth it or not? Aaron Rodgers, $50.3 million. Um, is he worth the money? He's only won one Super Bowl, dog. He's won one Super Bowl now, okay? He's won one Super Bowl, all right? Um, let me get... I'm going to get out of this thing. He's won one Super Bowl. He's got. He's worth $50 million a year. Is Aaron Rodgers worth $50 million? Yes or no? Very simple question. Um, some of you guys say yes. Um, he is the MVP. Um, see, I'm not the same. I don't, I'm not the same with you guys, dog. I just, I, I need more Super Bowls. I need more Super Bowls. Let me be real with you. I need more Super Bowls. He has the same amount of Super Bowls as Russell Wilson, by the way. Same amount of Super Bowls as Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson worth $49 million a year? Is Russell Wilson worth $49 million a year? Um, let me, let me take it down and just read it to you. So I'm out the way out of this loop. Um, let me get the fuck out of the way. I'm going to pull it up on my other screen here. Um, let me see if I can share it better this way. Um, let's try this. Kyler Murray, $46.1 million a year. Is he worth it? Uh, fuck no. Fuck no. Kyler Murray's not worth anything close. He ain't worth fucking a pot to piss in. So there's no fucking way. Deshaun Watson, $46 million. Hail to the fucking nah. Hail to the nah. Hail to the nah. Have you seen that fucking um, meme or that little video? It's all, it's all hail to the nah. Hell no, nah, that motherfucker ain't even close. Um, that motherfucker, pedophile motherfucker, you want to pay him $46 million. Patrick Mahomes, $45 million. Is he worth the money? $45 million, dog. A lot of money. But he has one Super Bowl. The same as Aaron Rodgers, the same as Russell Wilson. More than Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Josh Allen, $43 million. Is he worth it? Hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. Um, I wouldn't pay him that much. Josh Allen, I don't know. I like him. He's not elite in my opinion yet. Derek Carr, $40 million. $40 million Derek Carr is worth. You, my friend, manipulated the, the Bible. You've manipulated God. You've manipulated Jesus, the Holy Spirit. You've manipulated all the angels. You've manipulated 
Everyone that followed you thinking that you were the fucking saint and coming to save everybody's life in Las Vegas, Nevada. You are the biggest mockery and joke in the NFL, my friend. You should go with Joel Olstein and go take over the summit in Houston and lie to every fucking buddy paying you because that is what's happening. You have fucking trick bagged everybody. You have tricked everybody into believing you are good. <laughs> um, Dak Prescott, forty million. Hell to the nah. Hell to the nah. Hell nah. Never bring that motherfucker. I wouldn't pay that motherfucker twenty million. Matthew Stafford, $40 million, won a Super Bowl. He's got one more Super Bowl than Dak. He's got one more Super Bowl than Derek. He's got one more Super Bowl than Josh Allen. He has one more Super Bowl than Kyler Murray. He has one more Super Bowl than Deshaun Watson. I would pay Matthew Stafford more than those guys. Kirk Cousins, $35 million. Hell to the naw. Hell to the naw. I do think he's better than Kyler Murray. I think he's better than Derek Carr. I think he's better than Dak Prescott. I would pay him more than those guys. So that is my take on those quarterbacks and if they are worth the money. I don't believe they are worth the money. So uh, it is what it is. So God damn it. All right, here we go. Let's see. Let me bring up something real quick. All right. Transitioning real fast. I want to I want to break this down. Next coach fired. Who is it? Off of this list right here. Who is the next coach fired? I would take Mac Brown off the list. I don't believe he's going to get fired. I think he'll resign if he ever gets even to that situation. I think the next coach that's going to be fired honestly it's, it's a toss-up between three coaches on that list. The toss-up between coaches that is going to be next in line to get fired is this. Carl Durrell, Brian Harson, and Drinkowitz at Missouri. I believe those are the three on the hot seat right now. And I can see David Shaw being one of the next in line. Now, Ken at Navy and Sark is not going to happen. Sark's got a couple years or at least another year. But Mac Brown, no. Scott Satterfield, I can see him getting fired. I can see Jeff Scott at South Florida also being fired. So that is my who's next to be fired um, list and. I think it comes down to Carl Durrell, uh, Harson, and uh, Drinkwitz at Missouri. At Missouri, if you're not from Missouri, you don't Missouri. You don't say Missouri. You say Missouri. I say Missouri, motherfucker. I'm from L.A. I don't fucking say Missouri. Fitz Fitzpatrick. Um, I mean Fitzgerald at Northwestern is not going to get fired, bro. I'm just telling you right now. He's not going to get fired. 
Yeah, but he also played UTSA close and fucking lost to Texas Tech. You don't lose Texas Tech, dog, if you play to Alabama tight. That is just what I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, Carl Durrell, though, they threw into the Wolves. So, I, you know, I don't know if they fire him during the year. Colorado, Pac-12 doesn't want to make money. Pac-12 don't spend any money. They don't want to spend money, so they're not going to buy a guy out. So I would be shocked if they fire him. I don't know if they'll fire him or not. I don't think they'll fire him. I don't know if they will. They might just fire him at the end of the season so they don't got to pay him out. Um, that's what I personally think, uh, to be honest. But what do I know? Shit. I don't know shit. Keep those right there. Um, yeah, fuck that Missouri. Missouri. Crick. What did I fucking say? Crick? That's a creek, motherfucker. Crick. I don't know fucking crick. What is that? A crick in your neck? A creek. Motherfucker, it's a river that runs through it. Um, we're going to enter the climax portion of this show. All right. And. We're entering the climax, all right? All you quick stroke, short stroke, three P-zump stroke, three pump stroke, men in the room, you're in the climax section of this show. Um, last week, we talked about Tom Brady being the GOAT and how long his dominant run will be, Okay. And how long will it ever be matched? Will Tom Brady's match? Will Tom Brady's dominant run in history ever be matched? I, I don't know if it will. Not in today's free agency. Not in today's society. Not in today's world where we have a bunch of soft skin, thin skin cats who can't affect that doesn't want to grind with their teammates in that locker room who cannot understand the difference between commitments and money. And they don't want to. They don't know the the sacrifices that cats like Tom Brady made to make their team better, and sacrifice the bag in your you young cats proverbial bag terminology, which means money to everybody that's fucking thirty years old and older. So, Tom Brady, I don't think will ever be matched. But many think the same about Nick Saban and his run at Alabama. I am contrary to belief, different. I don't believe in the same things that everyone else believes in because it's all about what have you done for me lately and you're all about looking at what Nick Saban has done lately. Let me remind everybody that Nick Saban is only one in this college thing and dominated for this long because Pete Carroll is in the NFL. I want to make sure I'm very, very clear with what I say right now and I've heard it from many, 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 many good friends of mine that coach at the Division One level, especially a couple coaches that have coached with both. Coaches that have coached with both. Nick Saban and Pete Carroll. And they both unequivocally told me in my face the reason Nick Saban is as dominant as he is is because Pete Carroll's in the NFL. Let me make sure you understand it. Let me make sure I'm clear with what I say. Pete Carroll dominated college football like no other, like we've never seen before. He was short-sighted, short-winded, cut from behind, took in his cloth, was pulled out from under him, and he had to get out of there and go to the NFL. 
He made a great decision. He's one of the only two coaches of all time, along with Jimmy Johnson, to win a natty in college and a Super Bowl. He's gone to multiple Super Bowls. Nick Saban failed in the NFL. You can argue that Nick Saban and Pete Carroll are equal in college, but Pete Carroll is a better overall coach because he won a Super Bowl. Nick Saban failed in Miami. He failed in Cleveland, and he does not want anything to do with the NFL. Pete Carroll is what we call a master coach. He is what we call a master coach. Nick Saban has mastered college football, not mastered coaching football. Let me make sure we're clear. Having said that, how long can Nick Saban and his run at Alabama continue? He signed an extension through 2030. But how much longer can he keep this type of dominance up? Will he continue to be in the national title conversation every year until 2030? Or does he return to normalcy in the last half of the decade? That's the question I have. Let me get to it. Let me take your calls. If you guys want to call in, call in right now. This is where we call in. You guys can call in, answer the question. We're only talking about this particular question in the climax section of this show. Can Nick Saban continue to dominate college football or is his run over? Call in. The link is in the chat. Uh, 170 cats still in here. Pound that like button on three. Like button on me. One, two, three. Hit the like button for you, boy. Uh, tomorrow is Thirsty Thursday. I hope to have Pac-Man Jones on the show. Uh, we will also, hopefully, Sarah can get on the show if she's not swept out to sea. Knock on wood. Uh, I'm just playing. That's not a funny joke. Hopefully, she's safe right now. I'm glad she sent us that funny commercial. Um, but... All right, Gorgian's entering the chat. We're live right here. Make sure we pound that like button. Gorgian, what up, man? Can Nick Saban continue his dominance? I hope so. I hope so, JB, because he's the man in college football right now. But I was going to say something more important as it pertains to your show. Uh, if you bring Matt, Matt on... As a daily uh, co-host, as a third co-host, that would put your show over the top. Like five times removed, JB. Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking, bro. man. We're talking. He's got a very busy schedule, as do I, so it's hard for him to get on this time. So we might do the morning show with him, or we might do, since I'm doing two shows, giving people two options, and the show's growing like pretty exponentially, by the way. It's growing pretty fast. Um you know, um, I think we've gained like 3,500 3, uh, new members. We've got over 100 new, uh, I mean, 100 new members, 3,500 new subscribers. Uh, we had up to 500 people live yesterday in the, in the chat. Um, so the show's getting there. Uh, Matt is time. He's so busy, though. Um, I don't know if I can get him in um, just, every single day. Yeah. But, but we are in discussions with someone else for every single day. And that person is actually... Um, Sean Salisbury. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, so Another we're going to awesome. try to see what we can get done, man. We're going to try to get there and see what we can get done. Um, so you think Nick Saban, you hope Nick Saban can do it, but do you think he can do it? Well, he's 70 years old, uh, JB. Like, how much longer is he actually going to hang around? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And that's kind of why I'm asking that question because, uh, you know, he, he signed a contract to 2030. 
God willing, his health is okay. Um, he goes another, you know, eight years. But can he continue the dominance? We will see. If anybody can do it, it's him. The, the only thing that scares me is this NIL bullshit. Because at Alabama, it's all about what they've done in the past and what he's done in terms of being able to get you to the show. You know what I'm saying? Whereas these other smaller fucking places that are not all about winning, rather, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you nice weather and whatever else, like UCLA, like USC in the last like five years, it, you can't compete with them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, I think he's a guy that can adapt though. Nick Saban, if anybody, will adapt and he will uh, overcome and he'll figure out the NIL deal. So we'll see what happens. Uh, George, oh, George is gone. He's not in the chat no more. Uh, thanks for calling in, George, and I appreciate you. Uh, Always. Hit me back Always, in a minute. Brother. Keep um, up the great work, man. The show is really exponentially. It's going to grow, and it's, it's only going up from here, man. Appreciate you, brother. Hey, send me yeah. one of those hats. Everybody's talking about you have a 1,000 hats. I will do. I, I do have a lot. <laughs> All right, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Later. All right. See ya. Um, Gordon's always a good call in, man. Um, I don't know if Saban can continue it for eight more years, but if anybody can, I think he can. So uh, if anybody else calls in, call in. I know George called in and he got booted out or he left. I don't know. But make sure um, you guys call in. I'll put the chat in the link in the chat is right there once again. So give it a shout. Um, and I don't know if Nick Saban is mediocre, um, meaning he's not making the playoff anymore. If that happens, I believe he'll be gone. How long? How many years in a row has he made the college playoff? That is when we know college football is done. We know it's watered down. When Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide... Don't make it to the playoff. We know something's wrong. That's my personal opinion. Um, that is where I stand. So, you know, it is what it is. If you guys think that uh, he can sustain it, let me know. If you don't, let me know. Uh, drop it in the comments. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you don't. Um, is Newsom really running for president? Um I don't know. Travis, what's going on, brother? What's up, coach? Chilling. You driving a truck? Uh, I called in a few weeks ago when John Daly was on. I'm the, the guy that drives heavy equipment. Oh, that's right. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. I I just have kind of had a problem. I've lived in Washington State my whole life, and you were kind of praising Pete Carroll, and I think Pete Carroll's an absolute joke. Really? You're not happy with two Super Bowls, winning one and going to the other? No, be, only because of how I look at Seattle Seahawks like they do the Seattle Mariners. They get, what do you think is going to happen to Julio Rodriguez when they can't pay him money? What do you, why would they sign DK Metcalf you know, to an extension without ever going to be able to do anything? Why would you give... Geno Smith, the starting position, and not let Drew Locke try. Let me ask you this. 
How many Super Bowls did you guys win before Pete Carroll? Zero. But how many teams <laughs> have Seattle had, or how many quarterbacks have they had that were like Russell Wilson? I mean, no doubt. Dave Craig. We go back to the Dave Craig era. Like, you know, uh, uh, Warner at running back and, and, and Steve Broussard, good, good friend of mine. Um, you know, Seattle had some good teams. Hasselback took them to the playoffs, went to a Super Bowl um, when they were in the yep. AFC. Um, but I, I, I'm a Pete Carroll guy. I just know what he can do and what he's done. I think that being the GM, um, I believe that he made Seattle Seahawks organization into a top three organization over the last decade in the NFL, right there with New England, right there with um, – Kansas City, Tampa Bay, since they've won Super Bowls, or the Giants. For Giants won two Super Bowls in that era. Let, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, if he wasn't the GM, in my opinion, I believe he would have either A, retired by now as a coach, B, they would have done something different at quarterback. I just don't understand at 73 or 4 years old, how he was going to be okay with this roster on his last few years as a coach in the profession, um, knowing he doesn't have a quarterback. Because they don't have a quarterback. They're going to be very bad this year. They don't have a quarterback, and I don't know why they didn't trade for one. I don't know why they didn't draft one. And I don't know his philosophy and thought process on this thing. And losing Russell Wilson really, really set them back, in my opinion. Um, So, I don't know. I I, I wish... I wish there was less. I wish there was less head coaches that played the GM role. I don't want to see you play a GM. I want to see you have full autonomy, but not be the GM. Oh, a hundred percent. That it makes no sense. They is the direction of a hole that Seattle was going. I think Pete Carroll A should have retired and went back to college, or just retired in general before letting Russell Wilson go. Hey, I just want to make sure. I want to. Re- I want to just give you this on the way out of here. I got more callers. Uh, be careful what you wish for, man, because Nebraska's done that for the last fucking twenty years, and they haven't won over five games. And Pete Carroll's yeah, continuously. I'm not a Seattle fan. Huh? I'm not a Seattle fan. I'm a Denver fan. So, I mean, oh, so you don't care anyway. It doesn't look very good. Oh, you don't care anyway. So, hey, I get you. It's all good. I, I think I think you being a construction worker, I think you would like the fact that Pete Carroll's built Seattle into a powerhouse over the last 10 years. And that's what he's done. I, I do, but I just don't like the fact that he he doesn't have as much control as he should, like with, with players and, and, and that kind of aspect, like, the players he's had, he should have been able to make deals for those players to keep those players because when they won the Super Bowl, there was not a single team in the NFL that was going to beat them that year, ever. Well, they should have They should have won two or three. That's what I'm saying. And that's what where I, I think it's a joke of an organization because they don't give him that responsibility. He's a great fucking coach, and he could bring wonders and even more to Seattle if they give him a little bit more control. No doubt. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling in as always, brother. I hope to hear from you soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Travis.
Um, Jeremiah, what up, Jeremiah? I like the slap hoodie, man. Marcellus Wiley is going to get one himself. He liked it, too. That, that, that L.A. logo right there is fire, man. That's, that might be the new thing. I got to push that hoodie right there. I got to get me one. I got to get me one, Jeremiah. You do need to get you one. Why don't you have one? Fuck, I, got, I don't know. I, I got to get me my fucking Christian. I'm going to fire his ass. He hasn't got me so, one. Uh, so let me, let me answer your saving question. I, I, I would love to see Alabama fall into the fucking abyss. Because I think they're fucking terrible for college football. And they were shit when I was growing up. They were fucking coached by Mike Shula and, you know, I get it. Paul Bear Bryant. Okay, James yeah. Stallings. You know, remember James when Stallings. USB had black players and they didn't and they went down and smacked the shit out of them? All those fucking national championships were fucking writers voted on it is the biggest crock of shit ever. So anything before the playoff to me is a fucking joke because I hear Miami fans write about you dubs fucking national championship too because it was voted on by fucking sports writers. Fat fucking look and nothing against sports writers, but I'm just saying play it on the fucking field. I'm a proponent for the hey, you know I'm a fucking not a college guy. I like the pro game. Okay, second of all, homeboy in Washington. The fucking Mariners just signed Julio Rodriguez to like a 10-year fucking $300 million extension. So read the fucking news, okay? Pete Carroll is like the best coach in the NFL besides Belichick, besides Mike Tomlin. That's it. Those three guys are the fucking elite of the league. I mean, you don't like him? It sounded like you had a problem with John Schneider. I'm sorry. Like, okay, I get it. But like, uh, and I, I don't know what horse teeth... Elway's doing for your fucking Broncos, bro, because they don't look good under your homeboy Hackett. And I'll say this. <clears throat> you know, you were talking about the one thing I'll say about the NFL now over fucking like back in the day is Lamar Jackson wouldn't have played quarterback back in the day. They would have made him play some other position. So I like that they're fucking playing to these players' strengths now. I think that's great. But it's obvious and they're not, people are not watching your Twitter feed. Look, I don't hate Josh Allen. I love you, Bills Mafia, best fucking fan base in the NFL. Your team's lost four Super Bowls, number one shit, but you guys ride or die with that team. If you watch that throw, Josh Allen, Coach JB broke it down on Twitter. I'm, I'm just selling Coach JB here. Watch his shit. I've learned so much about the game of fucking football just watching JB break it down for you. Like, he missed that fucking throw. If that ball's out a second earlier, they win that fucking game convincingly. And Ken Dorsey, dude, you coach men, and you're acting like a three-year-old? Come on, bro. Weren't you a quarterback in college, like, for a good school? Wasn't he Miami? I mean, coach, I do not. I could not follow that guy into combat. He's going to lose his shit when shit gets bad. Sorry, bro, if you don't know my background, I was in the military for 25 years. And the fucking A-type fucking lunatics like that they get motherfuckers killed so i'll just it's real game not fucking not fucking football so i don't know man and i agree with matt mcchesney by the way matt mcchesney i agree with gore i think it's goran i think you say goran but anyway i agree with homeboy in toronto goran good guy uh um fucking you know like, Mac McChesney knows what the fuck he's talking about. I love ha- hearing his analysis. He's awesome. I wish he would help the Giants O-line out. Good God. Fucking depressing. But uh, um, uh, the other thing is, I'm boycotting the fucking chat, coach. No fucking way. I'm boycotting the chat. I'm boycotting the chat. It's just too much. There's too many. I, I just got to listen to your show. 
Uh, I'm here. No, I'm here, but I <clears throat> I boycott that. Oh, we'll, we'll be members only next week anyway. I, yeah, but Isaac is Lord is a fucking retard, and there's a bunch of fucks. Oh, I know. So I'm I know. over it. I'm over it. I know. I love you, Coach. Take care of yourself. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. I'll see you soon. See you later, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, He's right. Isaac Lords, you are a fucking idiot. Uh, Make sure you head on over to CoachJBStore.com. You can get that fucking hoodie in any color you want. Black goes hard. White goes hard. You can get the L.A. in any color you want. Even for you pussy pink motherfuckers out there, you can get you a pink pussy one. Isaac Lords, you want a pussy pink one? You should get this one right here. I like that maroon one right there. It goes hard. I got to get me one of those. The sand one, that likes fire right there. You guys can get any color you want. Got the sport gray. We got the ash gray. Um, I might have to get me a red one, dog, just on GP. Ooh, that motherfucker's bright. That motherfucker's bright. Um, Lucy, you like the pink, don't you? Yeah, the pink's kind of fire, though. It's kind of like a rose pink. You know what I mean? Kind of like a rose pink. So, uh, not sure. But we got all those things. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. We got it all. Head on over there. We got all the gear. Even the, uh, you know, get Isaac Lords one of these bikinis right here. And COVID's back. So get you a COVID these nuts motherfucking mask. COVID these nuts mask. CoachJBStore.com. Head on over there. Um, the bully sweaters are going to come out. They're going to be actually my dogs on there, though. They're actually going to be my dogs on there, though. So... Diego's different. I appreciate you, dog. We got that L.A. fire cracking. We got L.A. fire cracking. Um, appreciate everybody coming in there. I'm going to end the audio side on Apple, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, and Spotify. I'll be back in the, for the morning show for this Thirsty Thursday edition, breaking down the NFL Thursday night matchup. I'll be breaking that down first thing in the morning. Join me, 6 a.m. Pacific. Let's break a record. Uh, we'll get in uh, another 500 people in there live in the morning. Appreciate you guys. I will see you tomorrow. Everyone else, stay tuned for the after hours and the after party. You guys can come on in and join me, and I'll take some calls um, if there's somebody fucking new. So join me for the after show and the after party. Other than that, I will see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. And just a reminder... All you dick-riding traders and haters out there, this is what you look like. That motherfucker. I will see you on the other side for the After Hours Party on YouTube. Everybody else, see you in the morning for the wake-up show. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go and walk into any... Any type of, uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. The Coach JB Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.